All right, you know what I'm going to do? You know, you know, you know what I'm going to do? We're still having horrible internet problems, so I'm going to reboot my router. This week on Dueling Reviews, DC's anthology series concludes with Metamorpho, Firestorm the Nuclear Man, Sugar and Spike, and the Metal Men. It is really a shame that this looks to be the final issue of Legends of Tomorrow, Matthew. Because uh, It really is 45% of a shame. I really got a kick out of this issue. Uh, and then there's a couple of reasons. I, wh- here's a couple of reasons why I think I... I enjoyed this more than I should have. Uh, number one, it is mm-hmm. the final chapter of a six-chapter arc that we've had in the previous Legends of Tomorrow, where we get to see Metamorpho fight against uh, Kanjor Row and um, uh, get it on with the love of his life. It's the final issue of uh, mm-hmm. Firestorm with a lot of uh, big fighting going on. Uh, we get to see the superheroes, the Legion right. of Superheroes, meet the Legion of Superheroes, meet the Legion of Superheroes in Sugar and Spike. Uh, which was fantastic. And then, of course, we get to see the Metal Men take on uh, Kemo or Kemo uh, in uh, in the Metal Kemo. Man story. Uh, so we get yes. we get a lot of like action, action, action. And even though you don't, I mean, I suppose for a long time, DC Comics fans, a lot of these characters are super familiar. So there is something about that where I didn't feel lost jumping into a final chapter. Uh, I did go back and buy the previous issues in this because I want to read them. And I want to see if there's a slow burn to this or if all of the chapters are like this. So I think that part of it is there's so much action going on and four different stories with actions in each of them. And that's the reason why I enjoyed it so much. I have to agree. I I didn't really get into the Firestorm chapter the way I had hoped I would. Mm. I didn't I, I didn't dislike it. I just felt like. Maybe the Firestorm felt a little bit more familiar. I really like the Sugar and Spike chapter. I want God to dang, read more so Sugar good. and Spike. If they collect Sugar and Spike, I think I would buy a collection of the six issues. And Metamorpho was interesting, but visually weird. I didn't understand why Ray from Star Wars was. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one thing that I noticed too. It's like, why are we on? Why are we doing a Star Wars riff? But maybe it's because Star Wars is popular, and if we can cr- uh, crib as much of that as we can into this issue, then it will uh, maybe attract people. Because I mean, not only do you have Ray, but uh, looks like there's a do back in one of those panels. <laughs> Visual Star Wars, and I felt like the Metal Man's the Metal Man story was interesting. I was just confused as to why there's suddenly like 35 metal men. And I didn't read the previous chapters as you did, which probably would have been. No, I haven't. I haven't read read the previous chapters. I've just I've purchased the materials, uh, the books, but I haven't read them yet. Mm -hmm. So luckily, I I do know a few atomic symbols. So, yeah, I could tell you who was kind of who zirconium was there and silicon was there, but. I, I also do like one thing, and I will say this, and, and this is going to sound spirited, but so be it. I'm really happy that they got rid of the utterly awful new 52 Metal Men designs with uh, the big rubbery heads and the weird pads and the things. Mm. Okay. I don't, you I know, guess I don't know what they, they look like. So 50 years into the character's existence, 
They gave them reworkings, reboots that made them look really lumpy and old school, mm. which is ridiculous because in 1961, the Metal Men didn't look lumpy and old school. They looked sleek and cool. Right. Now they're going to look sleek and cool again. I just, uh, I don't know. There's there's a, a visual aspect to that of of those new 52 designs that is now gone, and I'm happy to see it go. Well, you know, to, to be honest, uh, the middleman that we got in the first part of this uh, this chapter, I thought looked really good. But in the final page where we have the newly emerged middlemen, and they mm-hmm. look like um, Wildstorm. They look a little weird. They look like Wildstorm figures, or they look like people who've had their <laughs> skin peeled away. And you see their yes. muscle mus- musculature uh, yeah. there. It looks kind of creepy and off-putting. So I don't like this new redesign that we get at the end of this chapter. You know what they could do? What's that? They could could just go back to the original look. That's and be what done that's with what it. I think too. I would totally go with that. And Duck Magnus is a really young guy in in this story, which you know I can also yeah. get behind. Um, so except for the goggles, yeah. I cannot forgive them for the for, damn for, goggles. For some Randus goggles. Yeah, they just. Mm. Um. So it's a cliche. Was the was the was this one your least favorite? The uh, the Metal Men story. I mean, it's a big no, fight with Kemo or Kimo. The firestorm was my least favorite. Uh, oh, that's right, you said that. I think this. I think this one. Ah, uh, man, I'm trying to. Th- I think this one was probably the one that was was probably most disappointing because I'm not a big fan of the Metal Men because I did probably start them in that um, late '80s, early '90s reboot where there yeah, was that whole the, sexual thing going on with uh, Magnus and Platinum and everything. So. Walk away from anything that happened with the metal men in the nineties. It's all been red. Yes. So I just, I I don't know. I've not been a big fan of them, especially, and and it must be again because of that nineties thing where there was this weird, I mean, it's just weird things going on between doc and the metal men. They did that weird thing where the metal men didn't have responsometers. They were actually imprinted with his dead friends. And, yeah. Oh, that's. And he became a metal man for mm-hmm. a while. Yeah. 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 And he led them as Viridium, and all of that is is gone and dumb and retconned. Yeah. But, but there were a yeah, lot I of like cool the metal men. I put it on the same level for me as the Metamorpho story. I feel yeah. the sugar and spike is the strongest piece in the book. Yeah. And then Firestorm is the the least effective for me. Well, for Firestorm, I I I was okay with Firestorm because we get three of the uh, people that have been Firestorm all working together. We've got Ronnie Raymond, uh, we've got uh, Doctor Stein, and then we've got the other the football guy. Um, no, um, who are they? Who are the three that we have in this one? My comicsology is not uh, Jason Rush. Jason Rush. That's the other one. Ronnie Raymond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Professor Stein. Yeah, so I really dug their kind of triangle of help where um, Rush basically becomes their oracle or their their guide person, their tech person on the side because he's been booted out of the Matrix. So I mm-hmm. really kind of dug that story of how, hey, even though there can only be two as Firestorm, doesn't mean that there can't <laughs> be more people on the team. And so that I, I kind of dug that. Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I I, I kind of dug that. I thought that was uh, rather neat. Um, the Metamorpho story, I would probably say, is my second to least favorite. Although I did like all of these in the book, it's probably my um, second least favorite because um, I'm not also very familiar with uh, with Rex and Metamorpho and everything that's going on with him. But mm-hmm. when you see that he's on you know Planet Star Wars and he's fighting with Egyptians and Kanjor Ro uh, shows up and wants this this energy ball and then it cracks open and then Rex's uh, girlfriend gets transformed into a uh, Unity 
I mean, that's kind of a cool, it's got a kind of a cool tragic ending, and I and I really dig that. Uh, so yeah. if I were to go from top to bottom, it'd be Sugar and Spike. It mm-hmm. would be um, uh, probably Firestorm, Metamorpho, and then the um, the the Metal Men story. Because, holy crap. Uh, I'm guessing, and I, I really want to go back and read these previous issues, but I'm guessing in the previous installments, each Sugar and Spike story is kind of a standalone entity with these little uh, cross triggers of them moving into this uh, former villain's uh, place or whatever that's going on with them. But mm-hmm. man, the minute that the classics, you know, uh, Legion of Superheroes show up with their names written on their on their shirts and Cosmic <laughs> Boys got the bubble helmet and everything, I'm like, holy cow, is this really them or is this something else? And then a few pages later, you know, the, the uh, time bubble shows up and out comes an updated version of, uh, co- of um, Lightning Boy, uh, Lightning Lad, uh, Brainiac and uh, Supergirl. And I'm like, what? And then it just keeps building and building and building because they've all come to this this point, this nexus point where they're asking Sugar and Spike to destroy this thing. And um, Sugar is just like, you know, I'm getting so tired of this. And Supergirl's trying to be <laughs> super cool. And then a bunch of time villains show up and Sugar's just like, here's this time thing. You guys fight it. It's just, it was so full of heart and laughter and fun. And the art by Bilquis Evely is, holy yeah. crap. I would, now I know Keith Giffen has had some problems uh, writing some good Legion of Superheroes stuff recently. But I think I want to see these two team and do either a Sugar and Spike series or really what I want to see them do is a Legion of Superheroes series. Well, this issue does have this story does have the thing that shot his last Legion run in the foot. And that's a teensy bit of mean spiritedness. But again, when it comes to the Legion, you can kind of get away with that because well, you've yeah, got like because, a thousand characters. Well, but they also were mean spirited the first time they show up, right? I mean, right, Clark, but, we know you're Superman. <laughs> but the, the the issue comes in when it feels like the writers hate the characters. Right. You know, when he when he says he explicitly says, anytime I write the Legion, I'm killing off Karate Kid. No. Oh, just yeah. because, you know, there's there's moments in here that are definitely ridiculing the legion which is fine there's a lot to ridicule including the pink pleather psycho oh, yeah. pants suit oh yeah oh it gets in there it shows up in there it's yeah. i don't know there, there's something what what is it that made this your favorite one i think the just the little bits and pieces everything in that storage room for one mm-hmm. thing is yeah. something yeah it's not just a Phantom Zone projector. There's tons of stuff in there. And uh, <laughs> Tusky the Walrus is apparently stuffed in there. Yeah. The Kite Man's uniform is in there. The Electric Superman costume is there. Mm-hmm. There's even a Green Lantern battery, which seems problematic. But as you go through the whole issue, that story builds on itself yes. to where the joke works. Yes. But it also feels like a successful story, and it feels like a really strong bit for sugar and spike at the end when they're just sitting on the stairs and she's like, shush, just, just, yeah, just, just let him just do it. And, and, um, Carver, who is a villain, right? Which villain was he? I can't remember now. Oh, okay. Which, what was his first name? Uh, Dr. Carver. That's the only, that's the only thing I Dr. remember coming Carver. off of this. Uh, but it's really, and- it's really funny because the, all these various incarnations of the Legion and then these bad guys are fighting it out. Oh man, there's mm-hmm. even a blue Superman suit in here. Um, mm-hmm. 
the uh, you know the Carver sitting there going, "Oh my gosh, all the exhibits that are in the museum." And Supergirl's like, "Oh, don't worry, I I move them to a different location, you know, super speed and all." And they're like, "Okay, well, uh, insurance will take care of the rest then." But when I got to that page of the museum, I was like looking at every I look at everything before I read the word balloons. And I saw the Phantom Zone projector, and I'm like, ooh, Phantom Zone projector. And then you go to the next <laughs> panel, and, and uh, Dr. Carr is like, it's a Phantom like, Zone projector. Yeah. <laughs> and even at the point where, where Cosmic Boy walks in, and Cosmic Boy is like, oh, is that the original Red Tornado costume? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of nice. Yeah. Okay, so, Lee Carver yeah. was dun, 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 on Earth 1. I'm checking. He would definitely Because I don't remember age. this one. Well, Earth One dates back to ooh, he was called the Lamplighter. The Lamplighter. He fought the Green Lantern in nineteen sixty-eight. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe that explains why he has a Green Lantern banner. Oh man, the internet. The internet. I love the anything pre nineteen eighty-six. Yeah. One. Are you on that page where they're in? Are you on that page where they're in the museum? Yes. Okay, so you said Tusky is there. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see Aquaman's um, harpoon arm. Mm-hmm. The Green Lantern battery. The blue Superman mm-hmm. suit. Elron, isn't mm-hmm. that Elron? Yes. Phantom Zone projector. Mm-hmm. And then who are the costumes that are in the cases? Well, the no, costume on the far right is his costume as the lamplighter. Okay. The one with the red boots on the upper left, I believe, is what Snapper Carr wore when he ah, was. Okay. Uh, uh, Brother Power the Geek is on the left. Okay. In the case. Uh, the guy right above his head, I know I know from somewhere, maybe an issue of Strange Adventures. It looks like the odd man right under the Phantom Zone projector. Mm-hmm. And in that box there is Cheeks the Toy Wonder. Ah, okay. And then what's the glove? What's the big giant robot glove? I'm not sure that unless that's to be one like... of the gloves that uh, Robin used to handle the Black Mercy mm. when Mongol attacked Superman in that that's one a annual. Pretty big glove. Well, yeah, it was made for Mongol. Oh, okay. Uh, who's the Who's the flying dude? That's the kite man. Oh, the kite man. Okay. Yes, right. real name Charles Brown. <laughs> in another panel, if you go onto the next page where they're fighting. Um, you can see it looks like the patchwork. Is that Ragdoll? Is that Ragman? I think that's the Odd Man. Oh, oh no, wait, that's man? Crazy Quilt, right? Oh, above Crazy his Quilt. Head. Okay, and then yep. uh, third one over is that uh, Owl Man? I don't think so, but boy, it'd be interesting. It's, it's brown and yellow, right? It kind of that's what I kind of thought. And then it looks I, interesting. I could have swore. Oh yeah, the Trickster's uh, costume is in there. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to see, I mean, it was just a joy to look at, I mean, the art is, is fantastic, right? I mean, but yeah. uh, it was just kind of neat to to look at all of the displays and the fact that uh, Bilquis keeps everything. She's able to keep everything uh, consistent. consistent. You know, it's like she had yeah. a, a layout and she's like, well, I'm following this layout and figuring out all these angles and doing it. It was really, really, really good. And I'm wondering if, if she and, and Giffen just came up with a laundry list and actually laid this out. That's beautiful. Yeah. Now, so, yeah, so there's my favorite. And, and for this story alone, I know this is a $7.99 book, but I think for this issue alone, or this story alone, it's worth picking up, uh, paying the price for this for this book, uh, Legends of Tomorrow number six. Oh, I don't know about eight bucks, but this is a really good story. Yeah. 
I think all told this book, this book makes up for its, its, uh, price point with page count. Cause you're really mm-hmm. getting four issues for the price of essentially two and a half, three. I mean, even at two ninety nine, price point is about three issues and you're getting four issues worth of content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, the weakest story for me is still a book that I'd pay two ninety nine for. Yeah. And you know, it's got block in it. So yeah, you can't yeah, hate yeah. that. It's gotta, gotta love that. Yeah, because back I mean, when you had a nose, it's really crazy. I mean, it's you get to the point where by the end there are three different versions of the Legion that are there, even though mm-hmm. there are indications that there's probably more of them. Because who's this evil team that shows up? I don't know them. Uh, that's Starfinger and Starfinger's uh, lieutenants, who I think are called the Star Thumbs. Probably not. Oh, perhaps. right. Yeah, but you can tell it's Starfinger because Starfinger always looks a little bit like Black Manta. Black Manta, yeah. With tones on his face. Well, it's it's funny because uh, you didn't tell me that they'd be here. Time stream variables didn't indicate. Why do some of them look so different? That might explain the various time travel devices outside the what? I pointed them out. It's just like they're <laughs> like arguing with you one another. You and Rob talk. Man. It's just so, it is just so well done. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if uh, she has original art from this for sale because. It's uh, a good issue. It was it was a good story. So, what do you think? I anthology? think there may be more Legion teams than that. There's three, six. I think there's nine, if, you, if you look 12. at the um, one of the final pages as they're flying back, there are three time spheres and one. Um, what's the box? What's the cube that they one travel? Time in? Cube. One time cube. So there's four different teams there, and um, and what? And one Supergirl. And, yeah. I love the fact that Supergirl is in this. Oh yeah, and and I like that she's really tall. For yes. whatever reason, and she I stands love, taller than like everybody Super- in this issue. And Supergirl just seems to be really chill about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. All the other legionnaires are kind of losing their stuff and Supergirl's just like, you know, it'll be okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Don't what do you think work. of what do you think of anthology? I mean, I'm just reading a single issue here and I want to and like I said I will go back and read the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm thinking in this format, these combinations kind of work. I've always loved anthologies, but the thing that you come up against with an anthology is, you know, what we saw with Marvel Comics Presents when it became an X-Men story and then other stuff. Or mm-hmm. even if you go back to uh, Action Comics Weekly. Mm-hmm. Action Comics Weekly was kind of sold on the strength of the the heavy hitters. You know, you'd get a Nightwing story and you'd get a Green Lantern story. But the stuff that I really wanted to read, like The Secret Six, may not have ever gotten into print any other way. Right. But the sales on, a, on an anthology are never really good enough to keep it going, to justify it in the long distance. No, unfortunately, they're not, which, which is, a, again, a the hard- problem here as well. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know, let me look and see really quick where um, where the last issue uh, fell, where Legends of uh, Tomorrow, number three, let's see, that's April, what am I looking for, July? Top 300 Comics, July 2016. And man, this search engine over at Major Spoilers works like you wouldn't believe, it's so fantastic. And let me look for, we've got a great, and the table is searchable. So Legends of Tomorrow number five came in at 212 out of that's 300. For, for a seven ninety nine book, it's not bad at all. Yeah, oh yeah. When you compare the other things that have legend in them, like Legend of Wonder Woman number eight came in at 145, 
Street Fighter Legends Cami number one was a three ninety nine book, came in at one eighty three, <laughs> and uh, Voltron now, Legendary that, Defender number one was two eighty nine. Is that units sold or is this is that the, this is the units sold? This is quantity rank. So the seven ninety nine would not figure into where the quantity no. ranking. Uh-uh, no, 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 no. That's that is good. Yeah. Think yeah, about yeah. it. Now, you'd think that a, a double-sized book would sell considerably less. Well, and this is also the month where DC beat uh, Marvel for the first time in market sure. share, and I believe also in dollar share. So um, yep. they did really, really good there. Uh, again, this is a quantity rank. This is the that number that were, were shipped out to stores. It doesn't show the ranking of um, how many were actually sold in the direct market, but uh, it gives you, gives you some idea. So overall, yep. I really enjoyed this book. I thought it was I thought it was fun. It it made me remember some of the great things about mm-hmm. uh, '80s comics and even into the uh, uh, the 2000s comics. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. some good things about the '90s comics, but but overall, I, I this really brought back a lot of good memories and made me feel good about reading this book and really put me in a good mood for the evening. So I say thumbs up. All, yeah, all four of the the art teams on the interiors are fabulous. Oh yeah. Uh, the, the fact that they gave Brett Booth the cover just you know no end, yeah. but you know what are you gonna do? So I I, I don't care for Brett Booth's art. So, okay, you know. yeah, to each his own. Um, so you would <laughs> give it a buy or skip? I'd give it a buy. I'd give it a you know take a take a moment and really give it a chance because I feel like it is worth the price point. And I feel the best part about it for me is the way that they're giving us a recognition of the existing continuity without it being a great big change. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a shit. It's something to be played with here. It's something that they're working with. And for me, seeing some of that pre-Flashpoint continuity slowly sliding back into existence is a good thing. Now, do I like the fact that they changed Metamorpho's colors around? No, but I can live <laughs> with that because he looks really impressive now. Yeah. You know, he's which, got one side that's made of rock. Which came first, uh, Metamorpho or um, what's the uh, Fantastic Four um, scroll guy? Uh, the Super, Super scroll. scroll. Yeah. Believe Metamorpho, but I'd have to do an actual search to find out. Metamorpho came out in 1965. Let's see. Super Scroll is first 25 issues. Fantastic. Either way, they're both predated by Ultra the Multi-Alien. Ah, okay. All right. Who also has that, uh, that quadrisected power form. So the first appearance of Rex Mason as Metamorpho, January of 65. Mm-hmm. The first appearance of the Super Scroll was uh, in that third Ookla the Mock album. <laughs> Super Scroll, incredible. Incredible. He's as geeky as Nietzsche, and that's, that's noble. noble. Super Scroll predates Metamorpho by about a year and a half. Wow, okay, interesting. Though to us he seems preposterous, it's really not for us to just... Never oh, mind. man, if you guys, uh, we are so glad and so happy, and I'm so happy... <laughs> to have half of Ookla the Mock writing for major spoilers every week, Rand. No, is not he Ookla or is he Mock? I don't know which one. He's he's uh, he's Rand, and um, once a month he'll come in and he will take a trip down memory lane and reminisce about books that uh, were released that month uh, over the course of forty years. So in in August of you know here are 40, uh, 40 years of comics that were released that I remember or why I want to talk about. 
uh, in August of that year. So it's it's really kind of fun and uh, worth checking out over at Majorspoilers.com. So definitely do that and so happy to have them uh, part of Major Spoilers. All right, let us take a look ahead to what is coming out next week. From Dark Horse Comics, we have Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 10, Number 30, Conan the Slayer, Number 2, Tomb Raider two, uh, 2016, Number 7, uh, King's Way West, Number 1. That's the book that I reviewed this week on the Major Spoilers podcast. And then Weird Detective, Number 3 of 5, comes out. Over at DC Comics, we have Action Comics 962, Batgirl, Number 2, Blue Beetle Rebirth, Number 1. Oh, my gosh. I cannot wait to read that book. I'm so excited to see how they team Blue Beetle and Blue Beetle uh, and see how the stories come out. Uh, Detective Comics 939, Flash number five, Suicide Squad gets a whole, oh, there's a whole bunch of Suicide Squad statues that come out. 150 bucks, you can have your choice of Boomerang, Deadshot, Harley Quinn, Katana, Killer Croc, or The Joker. And uh, then there's also Wonder Woman number five. No El Dorado? No, no El Diablo, no. Uh, IDW Publishing has Action Man number three, uh, Atomic Robo and the Temple of Odd number one, uh, Duck of, what is that? Oh, really? The Duck Avenger number zero, uh, Godzilla Rage <laughs> Across Time number one. Oh, I hope that's a time traveling Godzilla. That would be awesome. That would be cool. Godzilla <laughs> in time. Oh, here's something that's a cool gimmick Strawberry Shortcake number five, scented variant cover. What's it smell like? I bet it smells like the, I'm hoping that it smells like the classic strawberry shortcake and not the strawberry shortcake that they updated um, in the 2000s, because they don't smell it as smells good. Like, it smells like Cartoon Planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Image Either Comics. that or Teen Spirit. I oh, sa- sad news, Matthew. Maybe you saw this today. Image Comics oh. uh, next week, Invincible number 130 is coming yes. uh, is coming out, but also Invincible is coming to an end with issue, I believe, 144. Robert Kirkman oh. announced this today via letter to everyone. He basically says, hey, I should have done this a long time ago. Um, and basically, here's the weird part of my uh, weird part. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think he was trying to get this to be a wasn't picked up for a television series or a movie deal. And so I mm-hmm. think that 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 kind of uh, got him thinking, hey, there's no reason to continue this. And so that's really weird. Mm-hmm. That's a shame. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, well, what? Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I, I It has felt like a secondary concern for Skybound for a year or two now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the series will end with issue 144, which is the conclusion of mm-hmm. the 12 park epic, epic arc, the end of all things. And that will be the mm-hmm. final Invincible. Um, Ryan will be coming back. Ryan Otley will be coming back to the book with issue 133 in November, and they're going to hit the ground running for about a year, a little over a year to go. Mm. So there you go. That's something you can look forward to. The final, what is that? Uh, 14 issues of Invincible mm-hmm. starting the next week. I'll That's, be kind of sad to see that go. I was going to say that book's from like 1997, I want to say. Yeah, and if you can get a if you have the first issue, it is worth yeah. a ton of money. It's like worth, had, it's worth a couple hundred dollars, if not more. I think I sold it at one point when it was worth like forty bucks. No, I I I, uh, I saw one about five years ago, and it was like two hundred and fifty dollars. Well, that was overpriced, probably, but still two hundred and fifty dollars. If you can go, I mean, um, the Suicide Squad first appearance of the Suicide Squad, I think, is going for a thousand bucks on eBay right now. 
Which first appearance of which squad? Are we talking the one from 87? Probably. Or the one from 1961? No, no, probably the 87, the more modern version, not the World War II ones. I have that. Well, you might want to make some money. I have a complete run of Suicide Squad. I probably do, too. I'm not Uh, selling. At least in the 80s, I I probably have that run. Uh, Image Comics also has a Snot Girl number two, She-Wolf number three, an Outcast by uh, Kirkman. Uh, number 20. Kirk, man. Uh, Marvel Comics has Deadpool number 17, Extraordinary X-Men number 13, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number 10, Nighthawk number 4, and uh, Uncanny Inhumans Annual number 1. So there you go. In all the yeah. rest category, we have Archie Comics number 11, Assassin's Creed number 11, uh, Dark Souls number 4, Death Force number 4, Doctor Who... The twelfth Doctor that gets a trade paperback collection, as nice. does the four doctors trade uh, four doctors story arc from two thousand fifteen. That was a good story. Yeah, it was. Uh, Kong the King hardcover comes out that gets a seventeen ninety nine cover price. Monster trade paperback. Too bad it's not Mister Monster. That'd be kind of cool too. Yeah, it would. Pink Panther number three. Da 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 da. Da, 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 Let's da, see, we have... Uh, That's in the general public domain, isn't it? Pink Panther theme song? I don't think so. That's Henry Mancini, dude. <laughs> the dude's still alive. Well, that doesn't mean he's not in the public domain. <laughs> yeah, it does. Walt Disney is still alive, or at no, least his head. his head is. Yeah. Um, well, actually, it's technically frozen, so... Tank Girl Cryogenic number two. Counts. Tank Girl, two girls, one tank number four comes out. That's the last issue in that arc. Oh, and Wally Wood, oh. Jungle Adventure, Jim King, and Anima, softcover, $24.95. Nice. Yeah. Jungle Adventure. So it's those are mad. just some of the books uh, coming out next week. Next week on Dueling Review. Atomic Robo and the Temple of Odd, number one. The year is 1938. A viral weapon is being developed that will rival even Tesla's lightning weapon designs. <gasps> Q Atomic Robo, Jack Tarot, Secret government agencies, moon men, magical Arctic Circle elves, jet-lagged aliens, elderly rights activists, youngling laborers, dogs and cats living together, and the manifestation of human hope to save the day. You can show your support for everything that we do at Major Spoilers, and if you found some value in this episode, become a very important person at patreon.com slash spoilers. Every little bit helps, and you can contribute as little or as much as you want at patreon.com slash spoilers. It helps pay for our growing costs and gives us the motivation to produce more content for you each and every week. Thank you so much for checking out Dueling Reviews, and we will talk with you next time when you will hear Matthew say, I'm the one that you wanted. Yeah, yeah, I'm the super beast. This podcast is copyright 2016 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.